Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Friday Film Feature here on Whose Blind Life Is It Anyway? The show where I give you my opinion on whether a particular feature, movie, or television show should be watched or left in the discount bin where it belongs. I am, of course, your host, Victor Gouveia. And we're coming to you a bit late today, only because I had an issue uh, with um, typing up the description of this episode. Uh, and and I'll tell you why in a second. Uh, first, let me give you the regular spiel. If you like what you're about to hear, definitely hit that like button. And subscribe to Whose Blind Life Is It Anyway? Uh, we're also streaming on our Facebook page and on Twitter at Blind Who's. And now you can find the Friday Film Feature podcast wherever you get your podcasts. In addition to the main Who's Blind Life Is It Anyway podcast, you can subscribe to one or you can subscribe to both. If you like the all the shows on our network, you can subscribe to the Who's Blind Life Visit Anyway podcast. Uh, and if you only enjoy the Friday film features, you can subscribe to that show alone. Uh, you can find that on Google, Apple, Spotify, uh, even the Humanware lineup players, the Victor players, uh, are in it. Uh, are well, they're available in the podcast section. All you have to do is search for it. If you want us to review any particular feature, um, or if you disagree or agree with anything I've said, I say here, uh, send us an email: FridayFilmFeature at gmail dot com. That's FridayFilmFeature at gmail dot com, and uh, I'll address your concerns or criticisms as they become available. So, like I said, today we have something special. Uh, I I am the first one to say free speech should not be limited. The fact is people have a right to speak what's on their mind without fear of reprisal, retribution, or violence. Uh, of course, that doesn't come with uh, that doesn't you know come without responsibilities. The fact is that when you have the ability to speak your mind, you do have to be careful that your mind isn't influencing others' minds. And I'll tell you why in a moment. There is such a huge thing these days as uh, quote-unquote influencers. Now, influencers are people who actually get paid uh, to proffer their opinions or whatever by large corporations. In some cases, it isn't large corporations. It's individual people who either subscribe through a paywall 
or uh, get donations. Uh, the particular person I'm talking about today is such a person who has subscription and uh, donators. And uh, the reason I say he's got the potential to influence a lot of people is because he's got 1.67 million subscribers to his YouTube channel. I was first turned on to this gentleman by a collaboration, a previous collaboration with someone. And... Uh, you know, some things he says I agree with. And some things he says I don't. It's like the man said. I disagree with what you're saying, but I'll always agree with your right to say it. At least I think that's how it goes. I think I'm uh, paraphrasing there. Anyway, the fact is this. Where do people's rights start and their responsibilities begin? To wit, I'm talking about the Rubin Report. The Rubin Report is a gentleman named Dave Rubin who, well, I don't know if he's, I don't know what he's considered, to be honest. Uh, is he a news outlet? Is he uh, an influencer? Is he a uh, a guy who's just proffering his opinions on things? I don't know. I've heard a lot of his shows, and... He does have a particular style about him. I mean, I'm, I'm not quite sure where he leans to, the left or the right. I've actually never understood that term. Does a person, is a person left-leaning or right-leaning or what? I don't know. Uh, I, uh, before I get started, you guys all should all know that I am a staunch liberal. Uh, now, liberal means that my ideologies are open. And, um, you know, I don't think that anyone should be limited in what they do. And uh, one of the things that's out there these days is the whole, quote-unquote, freedom convoy. Now, Monica and I talked about this on The Blind Perspective a couple of days ago, or yesterday, or this week. I don't know. I can't remember when it was. Wow, I'm really going crazy if I can't remember when it was. But anyway, we talked about the Freedom Convoy on a particular episode of The Blind Perspective. And, I mean, for the most part, Claudia and I agreed that Yes, people have the right to protest, but not if it affects 
well, that's kind of silly to say because all protests have the ability to affect the general public. What I'm saying is that it not if it affects the general public in a bad way. And I'll give you an example. A lot of people are in support of the Freedom Convoy. The fact is, people want them to be free. People want to live free. They want to have their rights and responsibilities as free people. And I don't, you know, I don't deny they should have that. That's a fact. Where the issue comes in is, well, how they're affecting affecting the general public. Now, you guys have heard about the reports that, you know, you get those giant truck horns blaring and, and uh, trucks idling. But, I mean, yeah, okay, so people are going to make noise when they protest. However, they're not really making noise, are they? They're making a shitload of noise. Nobody gives thought to the people who left to live around there. I mean, last uh, last report, I think there was about 500 protesters there, 500 truckers and trucks. And and what about the thousands upon thousands that lived down there? For example, one of the issues that Claudia and I brought up were what if a blind person was to come to that area and try to cross the street? Oops, he can't because he can't hear the traffic. At all. Because of the horns and the idling trucks. So there's one way. Another way is a working mom who is home looking after her kid, but her kid can't sleep because there's a huge truck or huge series of trucks idling outside her home. Yeah, I know what you're going to say. Yeah, those truck idles can be soothing in some ways. But in a lot of ways, they can't soothe you. They only make you anxious. So the kid won't get to sleep. She doesn't get any sleep. And she can't go to work the next day. Now, not only are you affecting the baby, but you're affecting that woman because she can't go to work. She can't pay her rent. And various other things. Well, his latest segment was on fascism and his latest foil was Justin Trudeau 
it seems to be that Justin Trudeau is making a lot of enemies. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, I really don't find, I don't, I really don't follow politics a lot because it doesn't affect me. Well, no, it does affect me, but I have no say in the outcome. What that means is I am not a Canadian citizen. I do not have the right to vote. And I don't even want to go into the whole that whole argument. Does a permanent resident have the right to vote for who's in charge? I say yes. But anyway, I'm digressing. So his his segment was on fascism, and he was specifically talking about Google CEO Susan Wojcicki. Sorry, Wojcicki, I think it is. I can, I don't know exactly how you pronounce her name offhand, but um, Google CEO Susan. Let's call her Susan W. for uh, for you know simplicity's sake. Um, and something she said during an interview she did. And I'm going to play you his segment. It's about eight minutes long or so. Um, I'm not sure if I'll leave it, if I'll let you hear the whole thing, because I'm not sure. Well, I mean, here it is. I mean, listen to what it says. And, uh, and uh, yeah, listen and see if you hear where, what he's, what I think he's doing wrong. Okay, here we go. All right, so let's talk about the next level of fascism, because I think when people think of fascism, it's sort of, it's there's sort of this like amorphous thing. Is it, is it government? Is it corporations? Is it corporations and government? all of these forces that are conspiring to control us at every level, and we're seeing it happen sort of right in front of our eyes right now. So you've got you know, guys like Fauci, who two years later are still pulling all of the levers of government to tell you what you should wear on your face when you travel. Uh, but it's not just government people, right? It's not just, you know, say Biden and Fauci and governors and Congress people. Uh, it's also leaders of corporations who are deciding what we are allowed to say when we can say it, who can hear what you say, et cetera, et cetera. So there was a really interesting video uh, that was going viral yesterday of YouTube, YouTube CEO Susan Wojcicki, I believe that's the pronunciation of her last name, and she's actually calling for more worldwide government censorship to make her job as YouTube CEO easier. Take a look. Uh, well, first of all, I'll say that for, uh, you know, we, we work around the globe and you're right, certainly there are many different laws in many different um, jurisdictions and we, um, we enforce the laws of the various jurisdictions around speech or what's considered safe or not safe. That actually hasn't been the controversial part. What has been the controversial part has been when there is content that would be deemed as harmful, but yet is not illegal. Um, so an example of that, for example, would be COVID. Like, I'm not aware of there being you know, laws by governments saying around COVID in terms of not being able to debate the efficacy of masks or where the virus came from or the right treatment or proposal. But yet there was a lot of pressure and concern about us um, 
distributing misinformation that went against what was considered the standard and accepted medical knowledge. You know, our, our recommendation, if governments want to have more control over online speech, is to, to pass laws to have that be very cleanly and clearly defined such that we can implement it. Do I even have to comment on this? Do you see what she did right there at the end? Now, we can all debate how we can effectively communicate true information. We all talk about science changing. You've heard of this fella, Joe Rogan. He has a very scary podcast where he puts on scientists who sometimes question the official narrative, put on this crazy guy, Robert Malone, one of the guys who has the most uh, patents related to mRNA technology, uh, but somehow that was too dangerous to get out there and he got in some trouble with Spotify. I don't have to go down that road again. But what she said there at the end, our recommendation, our recommendation, you are the YouTube CEO, our recommendation, YouTube as the premier platform in the world to get video out. Many of you, most of you are watching this on YouTube right now, although I wish you'd be watching on Rumble and we're gonna keep pushing you to Rumble and Rumble is the future. Uh, but a lot of you are watching this on YouTube right now. YouTube is the ubiquitous video platform, obviously. Okay, YouTube is actually also, people don't know this, it's also the second largest search engine online, meaning Google itself is the number one search engine. YouTube is the number two search engine. It's a search engine in effect for video, but it's the number two search engine overall. She is calling for governments to pass more laws so that she can restrict speech further because she knows she can't really do it on her own because it gets too messy. People get upset and it's like, wait a minute, you're an American company, why are you suppressing free speech? Then we can get into all the debates about the First Amendment. And of course, the, you know, YouTube is supposedly a private company, but are they working with governments? All of that stuff. But the idea that the CEO of YouTube would basically say to governments worldwide, I mean, look what's happening in Canada right now. So she's begging now Justin Trudeau, who is encroaching on his people's freedoms. She's basically saying, hey, Trudeau, liberals, you guys are in charge. Uh, We'd love to help you out, but it would be a little messy if we did it. You know, I've got a board. It's tough to do stuff. But if you just passed a law to make it that nobody could say criticize you, Justin, uh, yeah, we could we could do what we could. Yeah, we'll help, we'll help you out. I mean, think about the craziness of this. Are you going to encourage Susan? I'll talk directly to you. We've met once. Remember, we had that off the meeting, uh, off the record meeting at YouTube. You didn't want to take a selfie with me. You take a lot of selfies with other creators when they go visit, but with me, there was a PR person there and it was very clear that you didn't really want me there. And okay, that's fine. Um, but Susan, uh, I don't think you should be encouraging governments to suppress speech because, you know, in certain places in the world, they treat, say, gay people badly. Would you want them to pass laws so that they could not allow gay people to speak or laws that would stifle their speech, et cetera, et cetera, or other minorities, religious minorities, trans people? Uh, because I'm sh pretty sure there's some countries that, that don't love trans people. Would, would you want the government, if the governments of those places pass laws saying you can't say anything nice about trans people, uh, what are we going to do about that? And, and of course, this you can obviously, you guys see where I'm going with this. You extend this to why wokeism just destroys everything. Uh, because now you've got a CEO of an, a, an unbelievably powerful company like Google, YouTube, like extraordinary power, unimaginable power. Our founders could have never imagined something that could have this much more power than the government. And that's what Google has. Uh, they are begging governments to do their job for them. This is a huge problem. This is a huge problem. And if you don't think it's a problem, well, just yesterday, uh, Defiant Ls, which is a huge, huge Twitter account, 
what they do on Twitter, they had about 350,000 followers. All they do basically are take screenshots of tweets from lefties, liberals, whatever you want to call them, who are now wrong in their predictions or what they've said over the years. Well, their account got blown up yesterday. It is now suspended, deleted, it's gone. It ain't gonna come back. It doesn't matter what kind of pressure is brought to bear. It ain't coming back. And why did it get blown up? Well, first off, as I said, all that the account does, all that the account does is take screenshots to expose hypocrisy. That's all it does. So it's mirroring what other people are saying, that's it. So if you were gonna suspend people, you'd think you'd maybe suspend the people with the original information, but it's not about that. They're exposing the hypocrisy, they're doing it quite well. This is their last tweet, and I think perhaps, guys, you're gonna see how they got away with it here. Uh, The first tweet that we have up there is Justin Trudeau from uh, 2012, and he's quoting in this tweet, he's quoting Stephen Harper, In 2005, Stephen Harper was the Canadian prime minister at that time, and he says, when a government starts trying to cancel dissent or avoid dissent is when it's rapidly losing its moral authority to govern. So he's quoting Stephen Harper saying that in 2005 because Stephen Harper was, was prime minister in 2012. So he's trying to show Trudeau, trying to show that Harper is a bad dude, right? But of course, you all know that's exactly what Trudeau is doing now. So Defiant Else took that tweet And then he linked it with this one, uh, just Trudeau from a day or two ago. The ongoing blockades and occupations are presenting serious challenges to law enforcement's ability to effectively enforce the law. Because of that, the federal government is invoking the Emergencies Act to supplement provincial and territorial capacity. So all Defiant Ls did was take one Trudeau tweet, show it with another Trudeau tweet, and they got blown up on Twitter. So when I show you that, And again, they didn't edit them. There was no misinformation. It's literally just quoting what the Prime Minister of Canada is saying. When I show you that, coupled with the YouTube CEO saying, oh, uh, governments, could you you do something around speech so that we don't have to do our work? Uh, You see, we got a problem here. And while there is so much to unpack there, uh, quite a bit, actually. Um, I'm going to focus on the one part, that being the fact that he's got 1.67 subscribers. Now, the Google CEO is not the first person that this happened to. And, he, and she certainly won't be the last. The fact is, I didn't really notice because I never paid a mind to it. But it came to the forefront when COVID hit. And there were news outlets reporting that Donald Trump said that people should inject Lysol cleaner into their veins, blah, blah, blah. And the worst part is these companies don't get criticized for that because he never actually said that. Don't get me wrong. I am loath to defend Donald Trump at any point in my life. 
but I am going to stand up for what's true. The fact is, he never said for us to inject stuff into our veins. The fact is, everything he said was taken out of context. Now, I will admit, I did not watch the entire interview, so I don't know what context that interview with Google CEO Susan W. was actually made. Now, he says it went viral. Uh, I couldn't find it. I don't know if YouTube took it down or what. I, I have no idea. But the fact is, it was taken out of context. But that's not the worst part of it. The worst part of it is you are supposed to... Sorry. I, like I said, I mean, Dave Rubin is offering his opinion. That's what the Rubin Report is all about. It's an opinion piece, uh, an opinion channel. And if you like what you heard, I have placed the segment link and the channel link for the Rubin Report down in the description box below. So if you want to uh, go ahead and subscribe to Dave Rubin's show, please do so if you like what you heard. Uh, because he's got a lot of interesting content. He's got stuff that I can't, you know, I can't just ignore, but then he's got stuff that I don't want to believe either. At the end of the day, a person has the ability to spin anything in a particular direction. And again, that's where we have to figure out where the rights begin and the responsibility. Sorry, that's the other way around. Where the rights end and the responsibilities begin. Because it's all fine that he does opinion pieces. But when you've got 1.67 million subscribers, you have the ability to influence 1.67 million people. And that's not counting the click-through rates. Because even though he's got 1.67 million subscribers, his videos get recommended, his videos get passed on, or passed by people who are just clicking through. So suddenly that 1.67 million subscribers has grown to, I don't know what the number is, it's got to be in the millions. So, does he have a right to influence the minds of others? People would say, sure, he's got the right. But at the end of the day, you know, it's the individual that makes up its own mind. 
Well, I hate to tell you this. But people aren't that smart. The common human condition is that the mind will grasp on to whatever it likes and for the most part, ignore everything else that's said. That is the human condition. We can't ignore that fact. So don't, like I said, don't get me wrong. I don't abrogate the fact that people should have a right to speak their minds. I mean, people are free to do with as they as they please. I mean, one thing he said, what if governments do have the ability to censor what they say about gay people? Well, guess what? They do that already. In the Middle East, in China, in Russia, they have full control of the internet. China has one or two pipelines coming in for the internet. That's it. And they monitor everything that comes true and block certain things. So our freedoms here are, to be honest, taken for granted. Canada and the U.S. take a lot of things for granted. And our rights and responsibilities are just one of them. But one has to wonder, where do we step in? I mean, it's all fun and uh, fine and dandy to say, well, you know, the corporations are influencing the government and the government's influencing the corporations. But where does the individual have a responsibility to make sure he doesn't blindly follow a voice in the crowd? Because that voice in the crowd could be lying to you. He could be making it seem like a particular person is evil when that person is actually good. Let me proffer an example. What if Susan W. was actually referring to the government asking Google and YouTube to censor their users. And Susan just responded, well, if you want us to do that, then I recommend you come up with laws that do that on its own. Because we have certain policies that we adhere to. That's how I got the, the statement she made. 
And again, my opinion is just is just measly. I mean, I've got a pitiful 117 subscribers. That's not a big deal. But I would hope that what I say and my opinions are taken with a grain of salt. Because at the end of the day, they are my opinions. They're completely subjective. And I can make anything look good or bad. Like I said, I am the last one to defend Donald Trump on anything he says. But I will not condone someone making up lies about him. And that's a fact. I did not think he was he made a particularly a particularly good politician. He might have been great when he was helming the corporations he was helming, but I don't think he was a great politician. I don't think he did or said anything that particularly made him look good. But that's no reason to lie about the guy. He never said to inject Lysol into into your veins. He never said that at all. He didn't even come close. Well, he came close to it. I mean, what he said... What he actually said was, you know, it would be nice if we had the ability to just inject Lysol into our veins. See, when you take that out of context, it pretty much sounds like shit. But that's what a lot of news media outlets did. They took things out of context and essentially put a spin on it. And I don't agree with that at all. I'm sorry. Like I said, we've got rights. Yes, we've got freedoms. But we also have responsibilities. If everybody wants to get out of their trucks... And park them with the engines shut off. And walk to the parliament buildings and protest. By all means. But don't take your trucks up there. And honk your horns like crazy. Or rumble your engines. That the rest of the population can't live with it. In any case, that's essentially where I am on that point. And like I said, it was an interesting... I'm starting to believe that it shouldn't be called the Friday film feature anymore because I don't just cover movies and television. 
I cover streaming services and platforms. Uh, people have platforms like Facebook and Twitter. And I mean, you're watching to us on Facebook, Twitter, and uh, YouTube. Or if you're listening to us later, you're listening to us on Google, Apple, Spotify, all kinds of places. So I'm not just subjected to the one platform. I am on, well, pretty much all of those platforms. And I could go on even more. For example, I could be on, uh, uh, what is that thing, LinkedIn. I could be on, uh, what is it called, um, Instagram. Uh, I'm not sure if I could stream on Snap, but I could stream on, Swi- on Twitch. Uh, a whole bunch of places. But the fact is, I don't have that kind of money to increase my ability. Um, I could probably do it with a couple of computers. But why would I want to? Like I said, 117 subscribers. We've got 533 likes on our Facebook page. You know, I've got a few people following me on, uh, following our channel on Twitter. I mean, I'm not that really important. I'm not really that important. But that doesn't change the fact that I can influence those 117 people. That's no bloody likely, but I can, you know, the possibility is there. But I'm also a realist, and there's no chance I could influence that many people, let alone one or two. At least I hope I can't. I offer my opinion, and you have to take that opinion with what you believe is a grain of salt or a grain of black pepper. It depends. So I want to thank you for uh, joining me on the Friday film feature. And um, we'll be here again next week reviewing a whole other movie, television show, or whatever. Like I said, over the holidays, I did a lot of research on a lot of television shows and movies. So (laughs) I got material to last me a couple of years, at least. (laughs) So anyway, join us again on uh, the Friday film feature next week. And don't forget to tune in tomorrow for The Blind Handyman, Blind Like Me, The Blind Perspective, and, of course, Snap at 9 p.m. Eastern. And uh, on Sunday for the afternoon Radio Theater Sunday. So we'll catch you all next week. Bye-bye, everybody.